0: You're listening to The Preaching Podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Psalm 119, and we'll begin reading in verse number 129. The Bible says, Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. 1.30 one thirty The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I long for thy commandments. Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me, as thou usedst to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man." So will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes because they keep not thy law. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. And may we never take it for granted. We thank you that your word is wonderful. I thank you for the wonderful words of life that we can read, that we can study. I thank you for the Bible Uh, that we can live out, that we can put into practice. And I pray that you'd please help us to do that this week. May we not just be hearers of the word, but may we also be doers. And I pray that your word tonight would once again be quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I pray that this book would, would search us. I pray that it would reveal to us some things in our lives that perhaps we need to fix. Maybe some things in our lives that we're already doing that we need to keep on doing. But may we be challenged. May we be blessed. May we be helped by the preaching of your word tonight. I thank you for our pastors, pals. I pray you bless them as the the Bible is taught to them. I thank you for all of those workers. Thank you for all those precious children. I thank you for our nursery workers tonight. I thank you for uh, all of our musicians. I thank you for each and every person who's had a part uh, in the ministry here today and in this service tonight. I thank you for those who are watching online, those who are listening by way of radio. Uh, Maybe some who could not be here, they were not physically able. But Lord, I pray that you would give them a blessing and I pray you would uh, encourage them and lift them up and uh, may they be helped as well. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We're going through Psalm 119 and I haven't had anybody thank me uh, that we didn't take the whole Psalm in one Sunday night. Uh, but uh, I'm sure you're grateful for that. But Psalm 119 is broken up into 22 sections. Each, ver- each section has eight verses, and we call this an alphabetical psalm. You say, well, pastor, where do you get that? These, wor- these verses are not in alphabetical order. I know that. But in the Hebrew language, the first eight verses of Psalm 119 all began with the same letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And then it just continued on. There's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And so if we were to do that in English, if we were to get to Psalm 119, then that would mean that the first eight verses would all begin with the letter A. Then the next eight verses with the letter B, the next letter C. And so that's what we call this, though, an alphabetical psalm. But not just an alphabetical psalm, but this is a psalm that is all about the Bible. It's all about the word of God. And it talks about David's relationship to the Bible. You know, David was a man after God's own heart. And I'll tell you one reason. There's many reasons, but one reason is that he loved the word of God. And what you do with the word of God will largely determine what God does with you. And and we have it. We have the Bible. We have the whole word of God. We have, the Bible says, a more sure word of prophecy. We have right here better than the prophets had. We have better here than the nation of Israel had. We have better here what the people had that walked and talked with Jesus. You say, Pastor, that's a very bold statement. Are you sure you want to say that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Peter, who walked with the Lord and talked with the Lord, Peter said, hey, I've got news for you. We have a more sure word of prophecy. We have the Bible. This is God's word that has been given to us. And I know you're saying, well, of course, we know that, Pastor. I know we know that, but I think we need to be reminded of it because sometimes I think we treat it as if it's optional or if it's just an idea or it's a suggestion or this is just what the church thinks. No, 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 no. This is what God says. This is the Bible, the word of God, and all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. This is the Bible, and I'm so glad that we have it, and uh, I'm glad that I don't have to, during the week, I don't have to come up with uh, catchy phrases. I don't have to come up with, you know, sob stories. I don't have to come up with unbelievable illustrations, although I like to try to use illustrations, and I like to use those things. But that's not why we're here tonight. We're here for the Bible. We're here to hear what thus saith the Lord. And I want to draw your attention to what God has for us in Psalm 119, verse number 129. Number one, we see that the Bible, the word of God is wonderful. Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore doth my soul keep them. The word wonderful, literally it means miracle. It is marvelous. And I want to remind you, this book is a miracle. This book is a miracle in that it was inspired. It was God-breathed. It's a miracle in that it has been preserved throughout the generations and throughout the centuries. This book is a miraculous book. You say, what makes this book so special? This book is the only book in the entire world that is living Now, I'm not trying to scare you, and I'm not trying to say that if you set it down on the kitchen table tonight, that when you wake up, it's gonna be on your nightstand. I'm not saying it's gonna walk around in the night, but I'm saying it is alive, it is powerful, it can change your life, it can change my life. This book is all-powerful. This book is dynamite. And this book can do a work in you and me if we'll let it, if we will allow the Word of God to get in us. You see... Sometimes I'm afraid we lose sight of the fact that God's Word is wonderful. It has the answers to every problem you faced last week. It has the answer to every problem you will face this week. This book has the answers. You see, the Bible is not just a book of stories from the past. This book is a book of helps for the present And this book is a book of confidence for the future. I'm glad that God told us what happened in the past. I'm glad God told us how to live today, but I'm glad God also told us what we can expect tomorrow. I'm thankful for the Bible and it is wonderful. Thy testimonies are wonderful. I am not a lawyer. I think you understand that. I'm not a judge. I'm not an expert in law. But I think we all realize that the laws are constantly changing. The laws are constantly being added to. The laws are constantly being interpreted or reinterpreted in our land. And by the way, I'm talking about the laws of the greatest nation on planet Earth, the United States of America. But our laws are not perfect. Our laws are, are, are flawed. Our laws were, 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 were given to us by human beings. And our laws now are being uh, uh, put into place and our laws are being changed by people. But I want to tell you, this book right here has never had to be changed it's never had to, had to be added to or taken away from. You don't have to reword it. You don't have to rewrite it. Uh, you don't have to worry about any of those things. God's already taken care of his word. It is the Bible. It is complete. The Bible is sufficient and the Bible is wonderful. If this is the word of God, and it is, notice what David said, thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. I'll I'll see from time to time, I'll see uh, pastors or or Christian leaders and they will say, uh, here's 10 ways to, you know, uh, to study your Bible better or or here's five ways to have a better prayer life or or here's uh, eight things to do to, uh, you know, to to strengthen your marriage or here's uh, four tips on child rearing or whatever. And I'm not against those things. But can I tell you, if we will do those things, how much more ought we to do what God has said? David says, your word is wonderful. And he said, I am going to keep your word. I'm going to follow, I'm going to obey your word. Number one, it's wonderful. Number two, I want you to notice the word of God gives wisdom. It says in verse 130, the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. The word of God is a light The Word of God is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. The Word of God is a light. Now that sounds good, doesn't it? We love the light. But can I tell you, the light does some things that can make us a little uncomfortable. Have you ever had a a room in your house? Or have you ever had a corner in your garage? Or have you ever had a, a spot maybe at your work and... You hadn't really had the light turned on or the light shined in that area recently. And when you did, you thought, oh, my, this is filthy. This place is trashed. This is awful. And, and the reason you didn't know is because there was no light. Well, when you let the Bible get into you, and when you get into the Bible, the Bible, it turns on a light in your life. Now, I didn't say the Bible turns on a light for your neighbor. That's that's what happens before we read the Bible. We just like to see everybody else's faults, right? Before we read the Bible, well, I'll tell you that person over there. I'll tell you so-and-so. I'll tell you if they do this. But when you get in the Bible, the Bible shines a light on your heart. The Bible shines a light on my heart. And all of a sudden we realize, oh, here's some things that need to change. And by the way, there are some things that need to change in our lives every single day. You say, oh, pastor, who do you think you're talking to? Where This is the Sunday night cream of the crop. You're right. You are the best of the best of the sinners, right? And if you, if you take offense to that, you have just revealed that you got some problems. Can I tell you what we are? We're a bunch of sinners. Jeremiah said it like this under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He said, the heart is deceitful above all things. It is desperately wicked. At your best, at my best, we still have a deceitful, desperately wicked heart. We have a sin nature. And every day we need the word of God to shine the light and to show us what needs to be changed. Light removes darkness. Hallelujah for that. But light reveals dirt. And there's some dirt. There's some dirt in our lives. You say, I like to tell the dirt about everybody else. Well, friend, I don't know how you have time for the dirt on everybody else because you got your own backyard that needs to be clean. And I got my own backyard that needs to be clean. And the light reveals the dirt and the light also reveals the disorder now disorder is not dirt disorder just means that things are not in their proper place it means that things are not in their proper order things are not in their proper priority and I'm talking to a whole bunch of folks here tonight that can I tell you life gets crazy and life gets busy and if we're not careful it's not sinful things It's a lot of good things, but the good things can crowd out the best things. And the next thing you know, now stay with me, next thing you know, you've got a life full of good things and you don't have time for this. You've got a life full of good things, helping people, doing what you can, doing great things, but you don't have time to pray. Now, and by the way, please don't look at me like that has never happened to you. Please do not look at me and leave me hanging up here like I'm the only one that gets so busy that sometimes priorities get out of order. How about this? You get so busy doing so much for somebody else that you don't prioritize your marriage. You don't prioritize your children. You don't prioritize the thing that God has called you to do. Maybe it's a ministry. And you've gotten too busy to serve God because you're too busy serving people. Again, I understand those things go together so many times, but the light reveals disorder. The light reveals when things need to be put back in their proper place. The light requires decisions. Would you notice with me in verse number 130? The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Here's what the Bible does. The Bible shows you what's right. It shows you what's wrong. It shows you what's the proper priority. The Bible shows you that, and then it requires, it forces a decision. You're gonna to have to decide if you're gonna obey it or if you're gonna tune it out. Tonight, right now, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about something. If you're listening and you're engaged right now, I promise you the Holy Spirit's speaking to you about something in the matter of priorities right now. If you're listening, I promise you the Holy Spirit's speaking to you about something right now, some sin, some dirt in your life that needs to be cleansed, that needs to be confessed. I promise you, if you're listening right now, that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about something. If you're saved, you know. But now the question is, are you gonna tune the Holy Spirit out? Are you gonna tune the Bible out? or are you gonna do something about it? Here's what I'm saying. The Bible, it requires a decision. It requires action. It requires for you to decide I'm gonna obey it or I'm gonna disobey it, but you gotta make a decision. And indecision is the wrong decision. Well, I don't have time to deal with that right now. I got a lot on my mind. That's not a good answer. Because the most important thing in any of our lives right now is what God is saying and what God is speaking to us about. And the Bible, the light, requires decisions. It giveth understanding unto the simple. There's things sometimes we can't figure out. We don't know what to do. But then the Bible shines light on it. The entrance of thy words, it giveth light. And then we say, oh, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) Because you didn't read the Bible. Because I didn't read the Bible. Because we didn't ask God if any of you lack wisdom. Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given to him. God wants to give you wisdom. God wants to give me wisdom. I see number one, I see God's word is wonderful. Number two, I see God's word gives wisdom. Number three, I see David's want, David's desire for the word of God. He says in verse 131, I opened my mouth and panted. That's That's a unique picture there. David is saying, I feel like I'm an animal. Now, he uses the animal uh, in Psalm 42. He said, as the heart or as the deer panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Uh, maybe you, you've seen a dog <laughs> that's been running too hard or you've seen a dog that's been uh, overworked or a dog that's too hot and that dog is just panting and panting and panting. And that's the visual that David gives of an animal, an animal that is panting an animal that is out of breath, an animal that is thirsty and needing desperately the water. David says, God, that's how I feel. That's my desire for your word. Well, we have desires for a lot of things, don't we? We have desires for, uh, for food and we have desires for, for things and for stuff and we have desires for pleasures and desires for activities and all those things. But David says, my desire, my, my panting, my longing is for the word of God. I'm longing for your commandments. David had a want, he had a desire. Number four, I see in verse 132 that David prayed and asked God to watch. Notice what he says in verse 132. Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Now, I understand and, and I think we know that God sees everything, right? God see, and that's hard for us to, to comprehend because we don't see everything, but God sees everything. But here's what David is saying. He's saying, God, I want you to pay attention. I want you to look upon me and I want you to show me some mercy. I need your mercy. God, I need your help. I, I think about a child. Uh, we have, uh, of course, Lacey and Savannah are in here and they're not like this uh, as much now. They were when they were younger, but Chloe and Kylie and Micah a little bit. When they're doing something good, let me preface it by saying, when they're doing something good, Mommy, Daddy, watch me. Watch me. Watch me. And you know when they stop saying watch me? When you start watching them, then they stop saying, watch me. But until then, and you're thinking, oh, this is going to be good. These children, they're, yeah, they're probably going to do somersaults across the lawn, or they're probably going to you know, swing from a rope and you know, land in the pool or something like that. And oh, no, they're just like, like walking and chewing bubble gum. You know, they're doing something simple. But they want mom and dad to watch, right? They, they want the approval. They want the attention of the parent. Well, here's what, what david's saying he said god i'm your child i want you to watch me i want you to notice what i'm doing and god i want you to be merciful unto me look thou upon me and be merciful unto me notice this next part as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name now When we say, I used to do something, sometimes that indicates we used to do it, but we don't do it anymore, right? God's never, ever been in that situation. God's never had to say, You know, I used to bless people, but I don't bless people anymore. God's never said, You know, I used to be good, but I'm not anymore. I used to love people, but I don't anymore. Aren't you glad that God's the same? He never changes. The characteristic of God is that he is immutable. He never, ever, ever changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So David says, Lord, I know you used to bless those people. And God, I want you to bless me. Well, I got good news for you. He will. Because he's the same, he never changes. But notice what David says. He says, I want you to bless me like you used to bless those that love thy name. Now, hear me out on this. I believe David is saying, God, I've spent some time around people that love you. I've spent some time watching and observing and associating with people that love you. God, I want you to bless me like you bless them. Well, can I tell you, that's a, that's a good reminder for us to get around people that love God. Get around people that love his name. Get around people that love to serve God. Get around people that love uh, uh, to come to church and love to serve and, and love the Bible. Get around that crowd. Because when you get around that crowd, you know what you see? You see God blesses those people. Those people are happy. Those people are content. Those people have the joy of the Lord. Those people, it just seems like they're the energizer bunny. Maybe they're not always bouncing off the walls with energy, but they just keep going. And they keep going. And they keep serving. And they stay faithful. You know how you stay faithful to serving God? Because you see that God is faithful to you. And God will give you strength. And God will give you blessing. And God will help you. And get around people that love the name of God. I I did not know Brother Wilcox was going to be here tonight. But can I tell you, this is the kind of person that we ought to have in our lives, some people that have served God not for a couple years, not for a couple months or a couple weeks, but for decades. You say, oh, has he been perfect? I, I, I don't know. I, I assume not. But I know this, he's been faithful. I know this, he's still serving God. And can I tell you, that's what I want. I want God to bless me like he he used to bless those that that loved his name and those that were faithful to him. I see David says, Lord, I want you to watch. I want you to see me. God, I want you to notice what's going on in my life. I, I want you to look upon me. And I ask you to be merciful unto me. I'll give you one more thought and we'll be done. I see number five. It's found in verse 133. David says, order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. I see number five, David desires to go the way of God. We talked about that a little bit this morning where Moses prayed and he said, Lord, show me thy ways. He says, I I want you to go with me, and I want you to show me the way. And God, I don't want to do it my own way. I don't want to try this out. I don't want to uh, try and fall, and I don't want to try and mess up. I just want you to lead me from the very beginning. And David says, Lord, would you please order my steps in thy word? He says, Lord, I, I need direction. And I tell you, every one of us in this room, we need direction. Because we've got, a lot of, we've got a lot of screaming going on in this world, and the world's trying to get us to go a different direction. There's a lot of people that if you let them, they'll point you, but it's not going to be the right way. You, ever, you remember before GPS? Some of you do. You remember when you got lost, and you finally pulled over, and you finally asked somebody for directions? I remember I, when, I, when I was uh, uh, in high school, junior high and high school, I worked with my uncle. He was uh, installing fences, and he was, he was here a few weeks ago, my Uncle Terry. And uh, I remember those days, we, he'd get a job, and we'd go to a job. That was for GPS and all that. And it'd be some small town somewhere, or maybe be on a part of town we weren't familiar with, and, and we'd kind of get turned around. And so we'd pull up sometimes in that work truck, and he'd ask somebody. He said, hey, can you tell me how to get to such and such road? I remember there were some people that you smile and nod. You say, oh, thank you very much. And you just drive away and go look for somebody else because that person did not even have a clue. Like, have you ever talked to people that they don't have the foggiest, but they think they do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get to that place there. You go down here a couple of streets and uh, turn left. No, 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 you turn right there. God bless you. I hope you have a good day. Thank you so much. And you don't even care what they said because you know they didn't know what they were talking about. But then you'll find somebody, maybe find an old timer or somebody that's been there a long time, and they tell you with precision, I mean, they tell you with certainty, you're like, I think that person knows where they're going. Can I tell you, there's a lot of people that may not know where they're going in life. But if you'll let God order your steps, if you'll let God give you direction, I promise you, you won't get lost. Now, it it may not be the way you would choose. It may not be the shortcut that you would have liked to go, but you'll never regret when you go God's way. David says, order my steps in thy word. And then he says this, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. He says, Lord, I need you to give me direction, but I also need you to give me victory. He said, I don't want sin to get the victory over me. I want to get the victory over the sin. And this only comes, direction and victory only comes from this book right here. But there is victory in the Word of God. There is power in the Word of God. There is direction in the Word of God. David said in Psalm 37, he said, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina